13 water slides? Yep, and I've been down them all. Which one is your favorite? I love them all. Oh, and the corn dogs are amazing. The food court is like out of this world. So glad I got the day off for this. This was so worth all the gas money. Fourteen water slides? Good morning. Uh, that, that's so true for my life. It makes me want to cry. I, I, I get lost all the time. They just by grace didn't have me in that because it would have been real. Um, it's just a fact of, of me. And if you've heard me speak before, if you've related to me, you know that I'm directionally challenged. Um, it, it kind of plays out in different ways, but one of my favorite things is when I get directions from people and they, are, they have a high uh, capacity for knowing the compass and they say, you know, go east and I have no idea where east is or, you know, turn south. And if, if you've ever done that to me, I always say, is that a right or a left or straight or do I U-turn because I can do that, too. Uh, the only time it's safe is if I'm like sit, you know, sitting at the beach and I think, I think that's west. If I'm looking at the water, usually I'm right. But then if you're ever on the east coast, then you're all, you know, you're in the water, you're all messed up. But I, I, I get lost all the time. If I think about getting lost, uh, if you're like me, and speaking of being lost, happy Father's Day to the dads. We will not ask for directions, okay? Uh, but... When, I, when I'm lost, one of the things that's always true is I never intend on being lost. And you don't meet people that are just leaving their house thinking, first thing I'm going to do with my directions is I'm going to go the wrong way. Then I'm going to hopefully turn the right way and get to where I want. No, usually I, I have the best intentions to get to the most direct route to where I want to go. And I've said it before, sometimes getting downstairs, I can get in trouble. Which way is that? That was a joke, guys. Come on, you know, downstairs. It's like... We're waking up here. It's overcast. Uh, but it, it's one of those things I never intend on it happening, but it just happens. And the thing is, too, about, about being lost is I, I'm never quite sure at what point I was lost. Usually it's kind of like it's going to work out, and I think that for like 30 minutes. It's going to work out. You know, Somehow this road gets to that one, and I'll get to where I need to go. And then there's that point where the road just keeps going. And you know you're not in the right way, but then you're, you're somehow thinking that that road somehow like just turns into the right one. Like it detours to the right way knowing you needed to get to that certain place. That's me. Honestly, I, I just sometimes go down a road and I think it's going to work itself out, even though the road is in a completely different direction. This is a confession this morning. That's where I am. Let's pray. Um, just kidding. But, but it's, it's, it's one of these things that it just it's plagued me my, my whole life. I just I have no sense of how to get from point A to point B. So I, I make plans. I, I print out maps. I have Google Maps on my phone now. But even those sometimes are suggestions. You know, it's like turn right, and it's like green arrow, like you're turning right now. Turn right. You need to turn right. Then it starts getting stern with you. What are you thinking? You know, leave me alone, okay? I don't know where I'm going. And then sometimes, it, it, you know, detour, recalculating. That's the worst words, you know recalculating. Uh-oh. 
Recalculating, then it, sometimes it just, it's resetting. It doesn't, you're so lost, GPS doesn't even know where you are. That's my life sometimes. GPS is, there's GPS for people and then there's GPS for Alex. Don't even turn on. Uh, but th- this is something that I, I've dealt with. My family's come to know. I hear the sometimes voice in the backseat, are you, are you lost, Dad? No, we are taking the scenic route through Barstow to get to L.A. Okay? So that's, that's what we want to do. Um, but we're not going to be spending the next two weeks talking about my lack of directions, although it would be funny for most of you. Uh, we're actually going to talk about different destinations. Uh, a lot of times in life, we have certain places that we want to go, and we intend on going there, but we're not sure. But along the way, somehow we got sidetracked. We had a certain idea of where we wanted to be, maybe financially. We had a kind of a picture of our life financially years ago, and where we are now, we're thinking, that is nothing like I thought it would be. You know, you're supposed to have money in your checking account, but that's not there. Uh, or in, you know, relationships, we, we have different ideas of who we were going to be close to, who was going to be the people that we do life with. And maybe you're at a place where... The friends that you thought you have, they're not your friends. The close relationships you thought you had, they're not there. And so the picture you had in your mind doesn't match up where your life really is. Same can be true in your career. You had a certain idea of where you'd be, the company you'd work for, the position that you'd have. Maybe you're still at the same place you were years ago. So the destination you had in mind isn't matching where you actually are in life. This can lead to frustration, disappointment. Anger, resentment, all these things. Same is true in, in our life spiritually. Maybe we had a sense of, well, I, I wanted to, to be close to God, but you're not there. Or you, you thought church would have something for you, and it's just not fulfilling the way you thought it would be. So pick the arena. We face this in daily life. A destination we have in mind, an idea, a goal, a dream we have, an aspiration of what life was going to look like, and it's just not exactly where we thought it would be. It's something we all have to deal with. For each of us, it's a different arena. For some, it may be similar. But there's just something in us where the idea we had in our mind of where our life would be and where we are is not the same. There's dissonance there. So we're going to talk about that this morning, why, why that is, and we're going to dig into some scriptures that talk about uh, the path that we choose and how that leads us to certain places. But before that, I want to kind of unpack the problem that we're in a lot of times when we face this idea of not being exactly where we want to be. Uh, if you've got your outline, I encourage you to follow along. There's going to be some things on the screen that you can uh, fill in as well. Feel free to do that or not, whatever makes the most sense to you. But in our life, we all face unforeseen detours and, and dead ends. Each of us. On a daily basis... We just face these things, just things that didn't turn out exactly like we thought. Part of that is a few things. First is we tend to think life uh, is a series of unrelated decisions. Here's some things that we tell ourselves. Life is just going to unfold as it will. It's, just, it's all going to it's all going to work out. Um, what I do now isn't going to really affect my future. We, we tend to tell ourselves things like this. What's happening is, when we think life is just made of unrelated decisions, we're, we're not connecting the dots. Realizing that 
The choices we make directly affect the outcomes we experience. The choices we make directly affect the outcomes we experience. When you're young, this doesn't make any sense at all, right? You know, it's just live in the moment. Experience life now to its full. Live in the moment. It doesn't really affect tomorrow. Just enjoy it. But even as adults and even as we've been living life a long time, we all have blind spots where there's just things that we do and we don't stop to think how that's affecting our future, how that's affecting our life. These blind spots where we just, we just act based on what makes sense to us or what feels right in the moment, not realizing that we're, we're actually building a path that, that we're walking down. So we all, we all face this. The second is, one of just the things that is hard to grasp is when we're where we don't want to be, we need the right path, not solutions. The interesting thing about being lost, if you've ever been lost, is you don't need someone to tell you you're lost. Is that right? I don't know where I am, and you call someone. I have no idea where I am. I've never seen this freeway. I've never heard of this city. And if the person on the other line is like, well, you're lost, you're thinking, well, thank you for that. But what do I do? A lot of times in life, we, we look for solutions. You know, our relationship with our kids isn't exactly how we want it to be, so we just think, well, how do I fix that? What we don't realize is we've, we've actually been walking down a path, made decisions over the course of our life that have led us to where we are. Stuff I'm sharing with you is, is from a, a book called The Principle of the Path. Um, I wanted to share it this morning because... Our growth group went through it this last semester, and it was really helpful. And some of the things I'm going to share, you may have heard before and think, well, that, that's elementary. And there's other things you may hear and be like, I've never thought about that before in my life. And so we, we take both, both sides, but wanted to just let you know, if you've never read the book, The Principle of the Path by Andy Stanley, you can mark that as a next step before we've even got to the next step section. That can be your next step today to read that book. It's a great book. Pulling a lot of this stuff from there and, and some scriptures. But those are, those are the two things we face a lot of times when there's that dissonance. Not realizing what we do actually affects our future and then come to the realization that there aren't quick fixes for a lot of the rubs that we face. If we're where we are and we don't want to be there, it's not like we can just take a quick pill or just turn around and we're where we are. A lot of times it, we're not sure along the way how we got lost or how we got to where we are. When we look back, we can see it. In your relationships, in your career, a lot of times when you look back, you can see the things that you've done that have led you to where you are. What gets us is where we're actually here in today, not exactly sure how it affects tomorrow. That's where we get in trouble. A lot of times it's happened. We can see it like, oh, what was I thinking? And you can see the pattern. But where we get stuck is not realizing that we're actually building the patterns right now that are launching us to a certain destination. That's what we're going to talk about today. The principle. The title of this message is The Principle of the Path. And I can just tell you guys just can't wait to hear what it is. There's always one, and I appreciate that one. Uh, There's a blank line on your outline, and you can write this principle on there. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. 
It sounds like profound, and at the same time, it sounds like, well, duh. Like, if you're on a road, did you know that the road goes somewhere? Isn't that true when you drive? You're going somewhere on the road. There is no road that just goes nowhere. Because nowhere is somewhere. It's too early for this stuff. You don't even know what I just said. I have no idea what I just said. But trust me, write it down. But every, every road goes somewhere. It's true in, in, in directions when we travel. But it's true in life. We are all on a path that's leading somewhere. And we move down the path by the daily decisions that we make. The daily decisions move us down a certain path that's to a certain destination. See that statement? Direction, not intention, determines our destination. Almost doesn't make sense. You know, in American culture, we're, we're kind of a country of dreamers, are we not? Dream big. Set goals. Aspire to do something. And we all just like, yeah, I'll do it. But wake up and do it. No. We dream big. But living it out is difficult. But everything that we do, things that we speak, things that we say, things that we speak and say, those are the same, by the way. Things that we think, they all are leading us down a path. Every choice that we make. Uh, Good intentions, aspirations, dreams, they actually don't impact our life. They don't send us down a path towards a certain destination. It's what we actually do, the daily decisions. That's what sends us down the path. But it just doesn't make sense because we think, well, I wanted to do that. Isn't that so true? You face things in your life and it just didn't turn out and you thought, well, that just stinks because that's not what I wanted to happen. Or that's not what I had hoped for. Just like I never hoped to get lost in each area of our life. We never hope that things don't turn out. They've turned out that way. What we have to do is unpack why that is and ask those questions. Why am I where I am? Isn't that a crazy question to ask? Because we're each somewhere based on the decisions that we've made. In our relationships, in our career, our spiritual life, the list goes on and on in, in each arena. Um, I want to dig into a scripture that kind of unpacks this idea of life being a path that we walk down based on decisions we make. If you're like me, a lot of times life feels like it's an event. It's just a one-time thing doesn't affect. It's not connected. It's just an event. It's just an experience. The scriptures actually paint a totally different picture, that there aren't really one-time events or experiences. There are steps down a path leading to a certain destination. This story I'm going to read is from Proverbs, and it's the story of Solomon looking at what he calls a young man, or, or basically a simple man, an immature man who lacks experience, lacks judgment, not quite sure what he's doing with his life. He's just open-minded. Everything goes. Whatever will be, will be. K. First service, it was like people were like, don't you dare stop right there. I'll do the same. Because that, that song is really great, but it gets in your head. And then you'll hate me the rest of the day. That too is a decision down a path. Um, but th- this scripture is, is just a great example of an account of a wise man. Solomon asked God, or actually, God asked Solomon, what, 
what's one thing you want? I'll, I'll give you whatever you want. And Solomon asked for wisdom. So when you dig into Proverbs, you get many accounts of Solomon, a wise man, as he's observing life. And in chapter 7 of Proverbs, we get this great picture, this idea of somebody who's making decisions, not just as an experience or an event or something that doesn't affect his life, but something that actually is leading him down a path to a certain destination. So follow along. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's a great story. It's got a lot of things packed in it. So let's, let's dig in. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple. I noticed the young man, a youth who had no sense. That's a pretty, you know, just he's saying it as he is. He's looking at his window. He's like, okay, that guy has no clue what he's doing. So let's watch the story and see how it unfolds. So he's, he's setting you up. You're, you're just getting this idea of, uh-oh, this is going to go bad for this guy. But there's a part of us where we're like, let's read to see what happens. It's not choose your own ending. It's pretty, it's pretty set. Um, he was going down the street near, near her corner. Okay, he's making an observation. He's going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house at twilight as the day was fading. So it's getting dark. This guy's going to her corner. As the dark of night set in, then out came a woman to meet him. Again, great description here. Dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. Then this parenthesis is like the most packed parentheses I've ever read. She's unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. It's like, oh, and some other details. This gal's bad news. This is just an inexperienced, simple, whatever will happen will happen kind of a guy. Letting life just go. He's just going down her cor- you know, the street. He thinks there's a woman that might live down there. He might go check it out, see what happens. And then Solomon paints a picture of there's this woman with crafty intent who has a plan for his life. You see it unfold some more. Um, if, you, if you're thinking of like the music, you know, this guy, he, you know, he, he's walking down this path. He's got Born to be Wild in his head, you know. It's going to be an awesome night. Solomon, with his experience and wisdom, the Jaws soundtrack is coming. Dun it, dun it. Two different soundtracks, same event. But perspective is everything. This guy's just thinking, born to be wild, this, this is going to be an awesome night of my life. Then it uh, continues, verse 13. She took hold of him and kissed him. And with a brazen face, she said, today I fulfilled my vows, and I have food from my fellowship offering at home. We don't really use phrase and terminology like that. Basically, what she's saying is, I've gone to the temple, I've made sacrifices to God, my sin bucket is empty, let's fill her up. That's the everyday Alex version, let's fill the sin bucket up, I've prepped everything, I think I'm okay with God, let's let's do this, let's have some fun. So I came out to meet you, this is verse 15, so I came out to meet you, I looked for you and have found you. I mean, the guy's just thinking, wow, I'm the guy she's been looking for. And, you know, what's funny about that, it says she's dressed like a prostitute. You think she's ever said that to anyone else? But, you know, to this guy, he's thinking, this is awesome. I'm the guy that she's been looking for. And I just happened to walk down the street and I thought she lived here. But this is just, wow, how life works out. She's looking for me and here I am. And Solomon's thinking, you idiot, run for your life. But all you can hear is, born to be wild. And he's just walking. This is awesome. She's been looking for me. 
here I am. It's all coming together. Verse 16. I mean, she's just laying it on thick here. I've covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. This is interesting. Verse 19. She, she is thinking. Very crafty. By the way, my husband is not at home. He's gone on a long journey. You know, you think the simple man right there was, he's just enjoying all of a sudden, my husband's not at home, and he's thinking, oh yeah, you could have a husband. I didn't think of that. But he's not home. Okay. And then she goes on further. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till full moon. Basically, he's not going to be home for a week. I made it right with God. My sin bucket's empty. I prepared the house. My husband's not home. He's gone for a long time. It's time to party. The guy's thinking this is the best, best night of his life. It's all coming together. He's walking down this, this street to where this woman's house is, and what he had hoped for is, is coming true. Shifts. Very interesting. Verse 21. With persuasive words... She led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. In verse 22, now we see the story unfold. We can see it coming. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter. See the soundtrack change? He didn't know it yet, but Born to be Wild is like no longer really loud and clear. The Jaws theme music is coming. Dun it, dun it. And he's walking like an ox to be slaughtered. Just so Solomon doesn't quite, he's not sure if we really understand what this guy's getting himself into, he gives two more descriptions, which paint the picture. So it's like an ox going to the slaughter. Like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver. You get what he's saying? If you continue on the path, you're going to die. And it's going to not just be a quick death. It's going to be painful. But in case we still don't get it, he goes on. Like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. You think that day the young man thought, I want to die today by the decision I make. Or I want to screw up the rest of my life. Oh, he's thinking, this is an experience I have to take advantage of. I don't know if this will ever happen again. It's all set up. I need to do it. And Solomon's saying is, this is not an experience. This is a path. You're walking down to your destruction. This is real stuff. You're seeing one. And, and all of us, we can think of exact things just like this. Maybe not. This is specific to like adultery. We can think of this in financial ruin, families that have been blown up, careers that have been lost because of these kinds of things, decisions that were made in the heat of the moment and the, the experience that's wanted to be had that actually affects the outcome of one's life. Psalm is just basically, this guy is going to be destroyed. Verse 24. Now he shifts to us. Now then, my sons, 
listen to me, pay attention to what I say. Basically saying, if you're inexperienced, if you're not exactly sure what I'm saying is true, if you haven't ever seen this happen, if you don't think this could be real, seriously consider what I have to say. Remember what I'm telling you. Verse 25. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her, what does that say? Paths. The path that leads to a certain destination. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway and path to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. So interesting. He's thinking, I'm the guy for her. This is the perfect opportunity for me, designed just for me. I need to take advantage of it. And Solomon's saying is, many people have gone down this same path, to the same destination, with the same outcomes. Isn't that so true in all areas? You see it. You see it in others. Just the choices people make, and you think, Do they know what they're doing? Do they know where that path leads? What becomes difficult is when we can't see it ourselves. We can't see the things that we're doing right now that actually are sending us down a path that's directly opposite to the destination we want to go. That's where the disconnect is. Where we want to go doesn't match up the decisions that we're making. The decisions we're making are sending us on a path this way and our finances, and our relationships. We want the destination over there. And somehow we think, well, if I really wanted it, doesn't my path just translate to that one? No. If I really dream that this is what is best for my life or my family, can't this path detour there? No. You get to the destination based on the path that you choose. That's the reality of life. This principle can be leveraged if we understand it. And there's hope. Financially, the way this plays out, you have a path of, you know, I want to save. Maybe I want to have a retirement. Maybe I want to just pay my bills, whatever the goal is financially. But you have no budget. Or you just keep using credit cards. There's dissonance there. Having no budget and not planning... And using credit cards of debt does not equal the destination of being able to pay your bills, maybe, or save, or have a retirement. Relationally, I deal with this all the time with my kids. I want to invest in my kids. I want to make sure they know that I love them. And I am thrilled that they're my kids. But I get home from work, my daughter wants me to play, and I just think... Not now. Later. That's, that's a decision I'm making down a path. Maybe you want to excel in your job. Get the promotion that you've been wanting. We all want to excel. But we're lazy. But I really just want that job. There's no way that the decision of laziness and the path that that sends us down can allow us to excel at work. It doesn't happen. Again, the choices we make send us down a path to a certain destination. 
And where the rub is is where the destinations and where we are don't match. And we all have to come to grips with this. And we have to think in our own life, what are the areas in my life where I have a certain idea of where I wanted to be and I'm not there? I had a certain goal where I thought I would be and I'm not there. You have to take the time to think through that. Why is that? This is one of those, you just you have to reflect. You have to kind of ask God. You ask for help from others. This is where I am. It's not where I thought I would be. How did this happen? We all, we all face this in, in different, different arenas. It's kind of like with my, with my kids. And if, you, if you've been parents, you, you, you've experienced this. You, you tell your kid to do something. You need to obey. You tell them to obey. And they don't obey. You talk to them about that. Sometimes with words. Sometimes not with words. And one of the things my daughter always says is, but I wanted to obey. The problem is, you didn't. And the path you chose wasn't obedience. But just, isn't that how it is? But I wanted it to work out. Now, there are things that are out of our control. I'm talking about the things that are affected by what we actually do. But the same is true if you're dealing with little kids and even adults. There's just part of us where, but that's not what I wanted. Here's the good news. God gives us the help. Just like we make decisions down a certain path that leads to a certain destination. Just like when you're lost, the only way to get unlost is you have to pick a different path that leads you out of there to a different destination. And with God's help, as you commit yourself to him, he takes you on the new path. He shows you the different decisions you have to make. That's what it means when people say walking with God. That's it. It's a path. You're walking with God down a path towards the things and the destinations that he cares about for your life. If you've never experienced that, it's very difficult and impossible to truly change without the help of God, without the power to turn the car around and to know where the right path is. That's why we exist as a church, to help people know where the right path is and to help them walk down it. And that's toward a relationship with God. But if there is dissonance or there's just a rub in your own life where some things just don't seem to match up, take the time. Ask God, why, why is that? Ask some other people for their input. Dig into the scriptures. Has there been just things that you're doing that don't line up with the way that God says to do things? That's a start. Uh, Proverbs 14, 15, this isn't in your outline or on the PowerPoint, but it paints the picture of what this whole idea is, and it's the, the idea of being prudent. When was the last time you were in a conversation and somebody said, well, you're being prudent, or you're not being prudent? You don't really hear the term much, but it's a great term in Scripture. Uh, prudent is somebody that, that sees how life works, makes connections, gives thought to the things that are happening, and adjust their life to make sure it fits in with these connections, fits in the way God has wired the world. That's what prudence is. The opposite of prudence is simple, like our young man in the story. Open-minded, whatever will happen will happen. It's going to all work out. There's, not a lack, there's just a lack of sense, lack of judgment. Proverbs 14:15 says this. You might want to jot this down. A simple man believes anything. It'll all work out. That's kind of one of those statements. But a prudent man gives thought to his steps. 
The picture is still true. The prudent man realizes every step he takes is an important step in a certain direction that leads to a certain destination. The prudent gives thought to those steps, realizing that every step is an important step. He marks his way, thinks about what he's doing. That's the kind of people God wants us to be. We take the time to think about what we're doing, how it connects to the other things that may happen. So I've got some questions there that I've already asked, but you can see those on the outline. Is there alignment between my attentions and my direction? Uh, what are the areas where my hopes and intentions don't match up? Uh, where, are, where are the rubs? Where is it just dissonance like I've been talking about? What are the discrepancies? Take some time. Think about this this week. Think about is there just anything that doesn't quite match up? Next week, we're going to dig into what affects direction. If it's direction and not intention that determines our destination, what affects our direction? Another way of saying is, well, what helps us get down the right path so we're going to the right destination? What affects us positively and negatively? And we're going to look at that next week. So I encourage you to, to come back. There's some next steps you can take. A part of it's just, the first one is ask the questions that I've listed there as you consider your current paths and the destinations where you are, where you're headed. Uh, you could also read Proverbs 7, 1 through 5 and compare and contrast with Proverbs 7, 6 through 27. I read 6 through 27. 1 through 5 paints a totally different picture of a man that wants to go a different way. So read that and compare it. Uh, third, I've already mentioned this, for the first time, I'm deciding to accept Jesus as my Savior and follow him as Lord. This is taking the path that you're on and deciding you want to go God's way on his path and ask for him to give you the strength and the power to do that. So if you've never done that, I encourage you to make that decision today. That's how you change your destination over uh, time and over experience of walking with God. Uh, these next steps you can also uh, mark on your connection card. I've got just a few announcements before I close I wanted to draw your attention to. Um, the next steps you can mark on the back side of the connection card. On the front side, you can fill in uh, just information about yourself. If you've never filled out a connection card, fill in as much information as you feel comfortable with. Later in the service, we're going to be receiving our offering as soon as I'm done. And you can drop this uh, connection card in there. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, if you are a guest with us, we do have a free gift that we'd like to give to you today just as an official welcome uh, here at Church in the Valley. You'll see it there on the screen. It's the case for Christ. And that's basically uncovering the evidence that points to was Jesus who he said he was. A great book. If you've never read that, you're a guest. Go ahead and pick that out. You'll see that on the, the left-hand side as you walk out. A few things. Uh, bear with me here. First, uh, we have CIV meetups that are continuing. Uh, we've had meetups the last few weeks, and they've gone well and been great events for people to get to know each other, have fun. Uh, you can see some of the events listed on your program. Uh, we also are using a website to get you this information called meetup.com. And if you sign up on your connection card, if you haven't yet, for uh, meetups, we'll send you a link of how you can get involved and basically get notice of the meetups coming up, how to RSVP. We've got some fun events coming up in the next few weeks. They're going to run the rest of June and July and early August. So I encourage you to do that if you haven't. We have a new class as well that we're going to be offering uh, July 10th. It's called CIV Preview. Uh, this is for people who 
kind of like to just find out some backdrop principles of why we do church here at Church in the Valley the way that we do. And also, it's kind of the prerequisite to our 101 class, which is our Discovering CIV. Uh, it's um, 1 to 2.30, an hour and a half class, short. You can, lunch is provided in child care if you need it. Uh, CIV preview, if you're kind of interested in just learning more about us, I encourage you to check that out and sign that up on your connection card. Two more things, bear with me. July 10th, uh, Randy is going to be launching a new message series called Box Office Wisdom. And it's going to actually look at the summer blockbuster movies and compare what they're saying with what God says. And we're just going to take the time to unpack those. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to have flyers next week for you to invite family and friends to. That's going to kick off July 10th. So just think through people you can invite today. And next week we'll have some flyers that you can hand to them. Last but not least, July 24th, we have our thank queue. That queue there is for barbecue. Q. It's not on the screen, so it just it's not near as catchy as it would have been. But uh, we're having our thank you on July 24th, which is our way of just expressing appreciation and thanks to all of you who serve at Church in the Valley. It takes many people to get things done every Sunday so we can have service here. And so uh, you're all invited. If you serve or don't serve, it's just going to be a celebration from 10 o'clock to 2 We're actually not going to be in here. We're going to be outside. We're going to rent a tent and bounce houses. There's going to be activities for kids, activities for some adults. From 10 to 11, it's going to be hangout. We're going to have iced coffee. You know, we're we're kicking it up a notch. One Sunday. Come the next Sunday, it's back to normal. Okay? July 24th, you want to be there for that. Uh, July 24th, 10 o'clock kicks off. 10 to 11, we're going to be hanging out. 11 o'clock, we're going to have our service, uh, which is going to be more just music, concert kind of atmosphere. I express appreciation to all of you. And then after that, we're going to be having a barbecue. It's all free. Lunch is provided. That's going to run from 12 to 2. So mark that on your calendar. Uh, It's going to be a great time just to hang out. Uh, Everyone's invited. All kids will be there. No Pathfinders or nursery that day. So uh, those are a few of the things. Last but not least, I've been talking for like 55 minutes, it feels like. I'll be wrapping up so you can go to your Father's Day lunches. Um, We made it back from Canada, in case you were wondering... We're back. Uh, it was a great trip, and I just wanted to say we appreciate the prayers. Um, if you were here last week, you saw some of the video that we had. Uh, it was a great experience. The first part of the trip, we helped a new church plant called City of Refuge Church, who's starting a church in Winnipeg, basically just trying to let their neighbors know that we're a church and we'd love to have you come. So we passed out flyers. We hosted a block party just to help get this church kick-started. The second half of the trip, uh, we, we did what they called tearing down a forest, and uh, we cleared a road from the edge of this camp to a lake, and this lake has no roads that lead to it in the city of Grand Rapids. It's on a uh, First Nations Indian reservation. They want to build this camp by this lake, and there's no roads. So our job was to clear a road to this lake, and we did it. It was fun for 30 minutes, and then for two days, it was just keep swinging the axe or don't die. That was my, that was my what I was telling myself. It was a great, uh, great opportunity. Um, consistently what we heard was just how hard uh, the CIV crew worked. We worked with Hope Church, the same thing for them. And so we just appreciate your prayers and, and how you guys um, re- really lifted us up as we were gone. So that's it. I'm done. Let's pray. God, we, we do thank you for the help that you give. And...
it's easy to be discouraged or want to give up knowing that, oh man, why are we where we are? But with you, there's hope. And we actually can get traction to take steps in a new direction. And so God, we do pray against discouragement and pray for power and strength that comes from your name and you alone. And we look to you knowing that no matter where we are, you, you reach down to help us and redirect as we seek you. So that's my prayer this morning. And I pray that as we, we think and reflect of where we are, God, that you'll give us a clear sense of how to move from here. I thank you for everyone here. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. We're going to honor God with our offering.